0: everybody i'm chad Eckert and that's joe idoni this is the preferred lines podcast find us each and every tuesday evening cracking beers chilling live on the internet running down the bed and board for the pga tour joe what's up dude
1: happy birthday chad good timing on that crack that was a simultaneous beer crack there uh, well good done professionals. by professionals like ourselves. It's good to have you back. Happy birthday. How old are you now, Chad? Tell the people.
0: Oh, God.
1: 31,
0: 32? Yeah, you think, right? Uh, this baby face is 37 years old, my friend. 1985. <laughs> looked What's like up? you had
1: a nice steak dinner with the wife. It looked lovely. A glass of wine. Now we're cracking beers. We're talking waste management.
0: That's right. That's right. We're getting right to the betting board because that's what we do on my birthday. We're going to get right to the betting board. We got Jish Swish behind the scenes. He's going to post it up for us. If you're following along on YouTube, please hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit that little notification bell. You'll see us go live. This is uh, Tuesday night. Right after this, we've got the Golf Guys program. It's a fun night. Uh, every Tuesday, live. Come on, right? Bring the energy. We need your comments. So go to the YouTube page. We can't see them on... You know, I was thinking about setting up my... uh ipad over here and putting twitter on and then i could see the comments or whatever i was thinking about doing that so maybe we'll do that I if, thought about that before. Uh, they can't get their act together
1: yeah somehow they can't figure that out but i thought about that before as well just kind of pulling up to my phone so we can interact with our friends all over the internet in all different places uh, but yes waste management at the tippity... I'll let you do your thing. It's your birthday. Do well, your thing. I
0: show us at the tippity-tip-top. It's John Rom, of course, because this is another tournament where John Rom's in it, and he's at the top of the betting board. He's the top of the world rankings. He is great at the course history. He's good at recent form. He's the talk of the week typically. Do we even want to talk about him? Do we have to do that?
1: It kind of sucks this spot we're at in golf betting right now where we don't really spend much time talking about the best players in the field because they're virtually unbettable. I don't Mm -hmm. think you can bet this number. Part of it is how do you construct a card? And I kind of hate that phrasing, but how do you take multiple guys, which we like to do? I'm not a Mm -hmm. single bullet person, but in order to invest enough in John Rom to win, Um, you kind of have to really limit the amount of guys you can take. We like to take in content. We like to make different picks. We like the options on a Sunday to have different guys to sweat out that are going to pay off a little bit more than 7-1. to Not my kind of golf bet. Mm -hmm. Uh, What about you?
0: Well, it feels like a little bit of Russian roulette here at the top with Rom, JT, and Cantlay, so you avoid them. You just try to get in and get out of the week without one of those guys ruining and blowing your stuff up. So we're trying to get in and get out without touching these guys and hey finish second great john rom good for you go for it maybe you play him on uh DraftKings, but you can't bet him so we got to go down we got to talk let's just skip this stuff do you go to head decky though probably not i mean th- this is a deep field though joe so do you have some opinions on anyone other than the three bullets at the top yeah look i really like
1: justin thomas this week he's unbettable at that number i think that he's playable in DraftKings. Patrick Cantlay is way overvalued at this point. I'm like, I'm not, he's, he's a 25 to 30 to one guy.
0: Um, Yeah, I do.
1: Look, that's where his sweet spot was. If you look at the times that he won, it was in that 30 to one range at the Zozo, which I consider like one of the more legitimate wins that he has his other one. He gained a, he literally set the PGA tour record for strokes gained putting in one of his three wins last year. Anybody on PGA Tour sets the record for strokes game putting that week, they probably win that event. So I'm not going to, like, give him that. Uh, and then he, the other two are asterisks, in my mind. Obviously, Rom won the Memorial, and the Tour Championship is the okay. biggest joke on Tour. Okay. So, yeah, he, he just doesn't win at a clip that that deserves to be 12, 14, even well, 15. 16. who does
0: win, Joe, is Victor Hovland. Victory Hovland has won three times in his last five outings. Why is he not the betting favorite? He... I think he
1: should be the favorite over Cantlay or Thomas this week. Hmm. He's been fantastic. Second opportunities gained, fourth and strokes gain approach. He's hoisting trophies left and right uh, on different parts of the world, in the Caribbean and Europe. Um, and it's just a matter of time before we all see him break through. I worry that this is a little bit of a, a, a sticky course history spot um, mm-hmm. in, in years past when you kind of mm-hmm. look, guys tend to play well here.
0: Over and over again,
1: and guys who don't play well don't play well here. So, Victor doesn't really have that. Hideki does, of course, number one in strokes gain total at TPC Scottsdale. I feel like it's a pretty fair number on Hideki, although I'm passing. There's a ton of guys right here. I mean, I I like speeds as well. I loved a lot of what I saw from him last week. Xander's a pretty decent number. So, do you got anybody in this range?
0: No, I I haven't. I didn't reach up to the top of the range. I think we're we're due to see one of those guys though take a tournament and ruin us all. So, yeah, I, I, I don't, uh, gosh, you know, Havlin would probably be my guy, but then he's already won. Then you have Hideki, he's just the 16 or 18. You got to bet on Hideki is terrible. You got J, uh, Speeth, yeah, he showed it last week. He likes the course there, but he wasn't, he was iffy going in. Um, I kind of, you know, and then Berger's got the injury. You got Scheffler's never won before. You got Shoffley's that hasn't won in years, but he's here and he could do it. And then that's an attractive number. If you go scooting into the 20s, you got Xander there at 20, 21, 22 to one. And then you've got the names that we're maybe more interested in. But before we get to those couple of names, what about Xander? I don't love Xander here. I get what a lot of people
1: are saying, and I feel like he's very popular at seeing 22. It finally feels like a justifiable price that people aren't used to seeing. It's kind of like the shock factor with me with Cantlay right now. Like, I can't bet him 7 to 1 last week. I can't bet him 12, 14 to 1. It's not where he belongs. Sure. Um, and Xander's sort of the opposite. So you're finally catching a 22. It feels good. Maybe take him, but I don't love the form. Speed is the interesting one to me. I think he. If- flipped a switch last week. I really do. And I talked to Andy about it and I sort of made this take on it was that over the cliff shot that like freed him up of some swing demons. I really think there might be some validity to that Um, because there was such a thought process. There was such a rehearsal. There was such a thinking before you hit the golf shot that was going on in his head Mm-hmm. And it was the craziest circumstance where the only thing he could think about was like not dying and falling <laughs> off of a cliff. It was like, just hit the ball and don't die. And he did it and it like freed him up and he started making a ton of birdies. He made this charge on the back night immediately after that. I don't think it was coincidental. He started getting back to. Jordan Spieth, the shot maker of, I'm not going to think, I know what I do. I spray it around everywhere. I get myself in these situations and somehow I end up with nine out of 18 opportunities and great looks for birdie and I hole 15 foot putts. I feel like he got that back a little bit. He's second in strokes gain approach and strokes gain total Mm -hmm. uh, recently at this particular course. So Hmm. he has an affinity for here. I think it's a fair price. I haven't done it yet, but he's the one I'm most interested
0: in, close to pulling the trigger on. Really? Okay. Crazy because I don't, I don't know if I can go to Spieth. I do see what you're saying though. Like he kind of got freed up because he was in his head. He had this like swing thought or this exaggerated, extra sort of motion in his swing, and we talked about it on the Golf Guys. Josh even mentioned that these guys, they kind of do something over-exaggerated so that, like, when it becomes autopilot, it's not so over-exaggerated, if that makes sense. Like, you kind of, like, put an extra weight on your bat so when you take it off, you're swinging faster. So maybe that's something that Spieth did. And then once you, like you said, gets to that cliff shot, kind of all of a sudden his autopilot's clicked in and then he becomes a great swing. He's got his – you know, he did – Instead of thinking about his swing, I think Mm -hmm. he was just
1: thinking about the shot, right? Mm -hmm. So he's Mm -hmm. looking at the green, he's looking at the pin, he's looking at this cliff, and he's just thinking about hitting the shot instead of thinking about the swing to hit the shot, which might sound weird. It made sense in my head when I said it. I don't know if it made sense over the microphone, but um, I think that was a big pivotal switch to him. The more and more that he can get back – to just thinking about the shot ahead and not worrying about how he got there or how he's going to proceed, um, the better he will be. Yeah. He's a great crafty shot maker at his core. Yeah. That's where he made his hay. Um, exactly. You don't worry about the stats so much with him because you know that he's going to find ways to score.
0: Right, and yeah, he's a field player. All right, so let's get to the names that everybody wants us to discuss, and that's the names in the 30s because you kind of have an idea of what you want to do in the 20s and you know the top of the board the 30s though Joe that are really interesting because there are names here that I t- I heard you talk to Andy Lack on his podcast about you've got Brooks here you've got Burns as well did you you did pull the trigger on Burns you did pull the trigger on Brooks these are your names tell us why
1: I didn't on Brooks yet. Oh, not yet no I have done on Burns he was okay. the first bet that I made Um, Ooh. I like I just thought the number was really good. It was higher than I was expecting it to be when it came out since I think it's dropped a little bit, but looks like there are still some 34s out there and mm-hmm. plenty of 33. So I got 35, so it's not moved a whole lot. Uh, the guy was just playing really well. I like his ability to be aggressive and take advantage of his strengths off the tee here. I like some of the comp courses that I put in play um, summit club TPC, Craig ranch, which is a wise cough TPC design, not far from there uh scottsdale is obviously a wise cuff design also both par 71s pretty similar he finished second to cage lee there um
0: bermuda burns maybe got
1: his, got his win in innisbrook and he convinced me that the green surfaces at innisbrook are very similar to what hmm. they're going to see this week in scottsville <laughs> okay. in terms of being lightning fast bermuda with a little overseed you know how he, he can really sort of dive in and explain that better than i can but he liked that plus he was like I think second. I think Neesmith was first round leader here last year, but he still shot like eight under to open this tournament. Confidence is at an all time high on Team Burns. I'm going to bet thirty five to one.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm close. I don't have the access to anything in the thirties, so I'm kind of hesitant and waiting. And I think I've learned a little bit of a lesson, Joe. As far as uh, I, I think that the books they're taking advantage of us, the eager better. The one that wants to put the money in, the one that wakes up on Monday and immediately opens it up and immediately says, "Ooh, ooh, 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 I want to make the betting card." They're taking advantage of you, so you can't, you can't bet almost at that point. You have to wait. You have to let these things drift. You have to almost. This feels like it wasn't the way that it was. I feel like that people were able to take advantage of the book, and now the book has switched it. Where if you wait until Tuesday afternoon, you get a completely different and better number than if you're just firing off on Monday morning. So uh, what I'm trying to say is that maybe you wait, maybe you hesitate, maybe you don't do it all on Monday. Are you seeing this too? Yes, I think
1: it's important to have a balance. I make the majority of my picks on Wednesday. I will take some long shots and maybe one shot up near the top of the board Mm -hmm. earlier if I see it. Uh, but typically the the bulk and the meat of my betting card, I will wait it out on.
0: What about the names that have uh not won tournaments Who? like Scotty Scheffler? Are we gonna go to Scotty Scheffler? People are into that. Yeah, I'm points. out on Scotty. I would so if I'm gonna take Scotty, I'm gonna
1: take I'm gonna if if I'm gonna bet Scotty, I'm gonna bet Brooks, basically. Like, I, look, and I don't really want to bet Brooks this week. I think that he's suffering more than people are realizing by the change over to Srixen.
0: Do you think um, he's actually playing a different ball or they just put a different logo on it?
1: hundred percent. No, he he, has to play that. I don't think they can pull off. I know that there were rumors that Tiger Tiger. did that, but I don't think they can pull that off in these days with the equipment deals. Um, He hasn't gained strokes basically since he switched anywhere. I thought that he looked like not very good in the match against Bryson and Bryson was just so terrible. It didn't matter. But one, two, three, four, five, five, six out of his last seven events, he's lost strokes on approach, which is not his game, man. Like he, he was always a really good ball striker and iron player. <clears throat> he's got one basically top 25 in the last 10 starts. Things aren't good enough for me right now to pull the trigger at this 30 number. I don't believe the guy that I'm most interested in is Dan Berger. Because here's the thing, Chad. Like, this has been the year of not betting the guys at the top mm-hmm. and trusting what your stat model is telling you. Mm. It spit out Cameron Smith, the number one guy in the field for me at the Century Tournament of Champions. He won. Um, I know Russell Henley did not win, but he would if anyone ran a stat model that week of the Sony, Henley was like. Jumping off the board saying, Bet me at 50 to one right here. He didn't get it done. Luke List was Mm -hmm. all over everyone's stat model. And finally, he came through for those people who were playing him. Tom Hoagie was like a god in any mixed condition model that you ran on Fantasy National last week. He was like coming out top five and you just had to trust it and play it. Berger is number one in my stat model this week. Have you heard anything about the injury? Because I feel like if he's going to play and he just tells us that it's okay, even if he's lying, I'm going to bet.
0: I think he's fine, honestly. I think we would have already heard by now. Okay. I don't know, though. These guys it's do. Sucks that. That
1: they do that they didn't ask him last week. I wonder if he'll be in the media room this week. I would like to know, at least to hear it from him, what's going on. If You're he's right? just – as he could well, there's us. a
0: pro am. There is a pro am tomorrow, so like maybe there'll be some news that he did not pl- participate in the pro am, or that he did mm-hmm. fine. Now, I don't. I'm not up with the Instagrams, but I'm sure he's got some Instagrams. Maybe some stories going. Maybe that's possible that we can get some insight there. Yeah, he vibes on there. And so, but yeah, I'm in the position of I just. I don't believe them. A, even if he was hurt and like sort of hurt, and he told us he was hurt, he could still end up winning. Like that happens all the time. Yeah, so, you're right. Uh, I don't really give a shit what he says, honestly. Maybe so, we should
1: just play him. I think this is the range. Like yeah, what, you even mentioned Scheffler, Kepka, Burns, Berger, um, like Louis, maybe, Finau. Yeah. I feel like it's coming from this, this is range. A
0: deadly range. Now the next range, it starts to get a little bit iffy when you go to the bubbas of the world. Do you have a bubble on your in your life? Bubba Watson is forty to one here. What the it's hell? It's stupid.
1: I would have betting him to it, like 65, 70, to one. I really liked his chances coming into the year. Fortunately, the second place finish over in Saudi has probably bumped this up twenty or thirty points here to where it's it's unbettable. Well, then Varner
0: should be ten to one.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, my goodness. Uh, you can't do that. But then, okay, Henley. Henley's played such good golf. I Henley's know. on a rocket ship towards 8200 or something like that on DraftKings. I love that price range on DraftKings. 30 dollars 40, 45 you can find somewhere on Henley. Could he get the win finally? Is he going to get over the hump? I don't think it happens here, but he's had
1: some really good showings. Um, hmm. Look, I'm going to third in approach. Third in opportunities gained. Number one in proximity from 150 to 175 yards. Like that's basically Russell Henley, uh, eight, seven, six iron probably. Um, He's great from there. And there's going to be a lot of shots to come from that range. I'm so disappointed that I've had a couple of Henley tickets that weren't Mm -hmm. able to land that I'll probably stay off of them. And instead I bet a guy that literally never wins in Corey Connors.
0: I bet Corey Connors, too. Actually. Did
1: you? Okay. Yeah. I got 45 to 1. I feel yeah. like there's better numbers out there. Andy said he got like a 60. Um, but I'm just looking at previous champions, and it's guys who all strike the hell out of it and can't really putt. No, and I, for, you're, you're right. Inconsistent putters. When you look at Stanley, when you look at Woodland, when you look at Hideki, when you look at Brooks.
0: J.B. Uh, Holmes.
1: They aren't good putters. Kevin Stadler was it. <laughs> It's It's random, but guys who – Can flush it um, tend to go pretty well. He does that as good as anybody. He can't putt either. Maybe this is the week he gets that going, but I feel like his ability to hit it in the fairway long enough off the tee is going to give him a ton of birdie ops where guys are going to find that water. And it's just, can he cash 16 foot putts?
0: And there's something to mentality of seeing your man Luke list you're seeing HV3 you're seeing names that haven't actually gone through the Winter circle and they're getting there Corey Connors yeah. I mean he's already been to the Winter circle so it's not like this is new to him but like you kind of feel like he's a little bit due in a way so I, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm into the Corey Connors take um I can't believe HV3 is where he is especially with the other names that are in this field and down way lower so like the long shots this week are insane you could make a case for almost everybody here yeah it does famous like power that. is in this range you got uh taylor gooch is in this range like what the hell are these guys these are recent winners
1: i took gooch Yeah, recent winner, flavor of the fall, I think I said in the video earlier today. Um, Everyone loved him. Was 25 to 1 at the Amex. You're getting tripled basically that price right now at 66 to 1. Pretty readily available out there. Um, Played, actually backdoored a nice top 20 at the Farmers where he wasn't really showing signs of life. He kind of hung around through the cut. And then he gained almost six strokes on Sunday. It had by far his best round. That was the most recent time we've seen him where he vaulted himself up the leaderboard. Hopefully that flips the switch back for him. But, I mean, he's top 20 in basically everything that I'm looking at. Approaches, good drives, opportunities, par 5 scoring, bogey avoidance, which is huge this week. Um, He's just a really good player who was on a great trajectory. Could that run be over? Hmm. Maybe. But I'll pay the 66 to find out. It's different than paying the 30 to 1 to find out.
0: Do it. I'm into that too. And like the price is right on DraftKings. It feels like you can build yeah. a really good lineup on DraftKings this week. You know why that is, Joe? I think that the gap between the elites and then the really greats is so small. And that you – I wanted to bring this up to you. It's the example of this week where Bubba gets ousted by HV3 and they go to Bubba, who's one of the masters, a bunch of masters, and he's – you know – 10 time champion of everything and he's got a million million dollars and they go like bubba what the hell how do you feel about that you got just beat by HP 3 he's like dude that's awesome cuz it this shit is a lot of luck and like bubba's had a lot of luck over the years flinging balls through the trees on rapid hooks and winning Masters off of that, like there's luck involved in golf and the margin between the 9K, the 8K, the 7K is so small. And even the 9K and the 10K ranges on DraftKings is so small, you almost feel like more so than in the last couple of years. You could build a team with all 7K guys and have a really good chance. You could build a card here with guys in the 66 range and you feel like, oh, my gosh, this is a good range. This is a, feels like I have a chance to actually cash. I don't know if that felt that way three years ago. Maybe the, the gap yeah. has shrunk. I don't know if that makes any sense.
1: It does. It's incredibly deep right now. I think that's what you're getting at. Um, oh. There is a real crop of extreme talent in the very top, top tier. So, Rom can't lay Thomas. But the thing with them is, like, they can, Xander, you could probably, like, these guys really can't lay in Rom because Thomas is a bit volatile right now. Sure. It's their floor, like, they, they're they bringing their B-minus or C-plus game. They still probably finish, like, 15th. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's not like they're winning with a B-plus game. Like, they got to play okay. really, really well to win. Taylor Gooch's B-minus game probably misses the cut.
0: Maybe. But right.
1: his A-plus game wins, and is oh, yeah. better than Romsby. So it's like – their floor is so low in terms of their like they're where they separate themselves is they're going to basically top fifteen a ton more events, but in terms of actual winning, they still have to have everything go right. They have to have a little bit of luck on their side. They have to have a couple putts go in. They have to chip one in at some <laughs> point. Like all these things have to happen with their talent to overcome how deep the the PGA Tour is right now with good players.
0: It's awesome. Uh, I mean. You truly feel like fifty to one can cash. Like I, I mean, you can literally make an argument for almost all of these long shots. And let's do that. Let's make some arguments for some long shots, Joe. Yeah. You have your video. You posted some. Um, I've got a couple names. I mean, I think Pat Perez. You can get it a hundred to one or whatever. You can get Keith Mitchell somewhere around there. Those names are showing up recent form and stats. You got Mito. Everybody's on. You're on Mito, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I am on Mito. Um, 125 to 1 just mm-hmm. a big number still rates out really well uh, again kind of going back to, to trusting the stats um, mm-hmm. if they tell you a guy is hitting the ball really well and in the top 6% of players in terms of approach it's probably wise to play him at 125 to 1 at this point what we've learned
0: totally. what about digging in the Denny dirt he's had some good recent form he's 135 to 1 or something
1: dude he's played awesome
0: What the hell? He's 8200 or 7200 on DraftKings, I think he could get. Yeah, I didn't play him. Um, I don't know. I played him a lot when he was a lot shittier. (laughs) This is his place. This is where it's like he can probably shine. And I mean, I don't know, though, like it feels like maybe a top five bet on Danny McCarthy, because once he gets into contention, because you got to think about the guy has to have that mental fortitude. Once they get into contention, they're going into 16 here on Sunday afternoon. They've got to be pretty ballsy. Uh, They've got to be able to pull it off in contention. And that's the thing
1: here that we don't see a ton of. We see a ton of people fold under the pressure of the stadium setting and 50,000 fans. And we've seen chasers come back. We saw Webb come back. We saw Ricky almost totally blow it with a triple bogey. We saw Brooks come back from being six back headed into the back nine last year. He won that event. Mm-hmm. Um, we made that money. We've seen chasers arrive here. Look, I think it's easier to feed off the momentum of a big crowd like that when you're chasing and when you're down a couple and you've got to be aggressive versus, you know, you, you spray one right into that bunker on 16 and everyone boos you and it starts to really, when you are got a two-stroke lead, and you've got 17 <laughs> up. You don't know to play it aggressive. Do you want to bring the water into play? So, oh yeah, um, it's a bit Confidence. freeing at this course to be a couple back. I think and really take advantage of going. No for pressure. Bird.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the pressure is serious here. Han felt it. Um, I mean, the name. You have to look into the 150 to one range. Throw a couple bucks on these people. I mean, you got Har, birdie Brian Harmon is there. Matt Kuchar course history guy. You got Kevin Kisner. Somehow he's 150 to one in the tournament to win. He just won, didn't he? Like, yeah. So, I yeah. mean, and then Lucas Herbert won at one point. He's 200 to yep. one. So, there's winners on tour that are in the 100 to one range where a dollar will save your week. What will also save your week? next week on valentine's is manscaped that stuff's the best actually i wanted to talk to you joe about the lawnmower 4.0 we've had it for over a month now the thing is great it's safe to use it's waterproof i could do it in the shower it's got a little light on it it's very easy you know what this does reduces the risk of ingrown hairs it reduces the risk of grooming accidents the performance package that we received from Manscaped has everything a guy needs. It's got all the gels and the juice and the juice and all the stuff. Yeah. Great. It uh, was
1: pretty legit sort of packaging and branding that they sent over. You're right. Little, uh, like a little clip protector and they've got the thing holds a charge for a long, like it's really well made stuff and well presented stuff that they send to you. Uh, the promo code is on the bottom there. We encourage you to give it a shot. This is a good time of year to give them a try.
0: Yeah. The golf guy's 20. We'll get you 20% off in worldwide shipping. I'm honestly, I was afraid to go down towards the balls. Like that's scary. Like I didn't want to do it honestly, but this thing's very safe. Uh, because it has the advanced skin safe technology that reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate balls. It even has a 4000k LED spotlight like I mentioned so that you can get really close to things you could shave very closely. Uh, and that I mentioned it's also waterproof. I did mention that. This is great. Go to the, get your own package at manscape.com using the golf guys 20 promo code and your balls and your lady will thank you.
1: Yes, you will have a happy, happy Valentine's Day.
0: Joe, should we talk about who I have the house on this week?
1: Yes, reveal.
0: All right, it is a 66 to 1 house bet.
1: Wait, can I guess? Sure. Okay, so I don't think it's Gooch.
0: No, I like Gooch, though.
1: I think... Is it your boy that you love in Billy Horschel?
0: No, but I did bet him too, and (laughs) I I can find him even at 70. I bet the house on Abraham Answer. Okay, let's hear the take. I've got some reasons why. I predicted the pricing, something I'm going to try to do going forward on Twitter. You predict the pricing. I predicted that his pricing would be in the $9,000 range, and the guy's 7,900. I thought he'd be 40, 50 to one. He's 66 to ones. I love that stuff. The values there. Answer won a tournament at the TPC <clears throat> Southwind on Bermuda back in just August. Now, he's kind of struggled a little bit into the fall area, you know, out of the new season. But yeah. last week, the Saudi would give him Bubba all the credit for being T2. What about the guy that was T9 or 8? Top 10 for answer last week in Saudi you miss that I saw I did. that so I like that also what else feels like the TPC Scottsdale should be a good fit for him I don't know he hasn't played it all that much he saw his buddy Carlos Ortiz almost win this thing last year he knows that this is a TPC he likes this kind of grass he likes this kind of weather this is the value that we like 66 to 1 kidding me almost i want to compare this thing to the brooks of last year where you got a guy struggling coming in and you got a guy that's a winner you got a guy that's up and comer in his career a guy that we know isn't looking ahead at genesis because he can't win at genesis shit's too long you got to get him here right now abraham answer you got to be short hitters on this kind of a course i love it i love 7900 on DraftKings. i love the 66 to 1 it's all i'm all in on abraham answer baby
1: house bet is in
0: do it <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you for watching this is the end of the program next up golf guys we're going to talk about uh josh bennett is having a kid yes so he, talk about exactly, all that. he could have that's left that, mid-show that's some good content there yeah it could happen any minute so thank you for watching this you could like and subscribe you can see us every tuesday night streaming live youtube twitter itunes later yep hit the music joe Josh.
1: See you guys. Good luck next show. Josh, good luck, baby. Hope that everything's good.